Good evening, everyone. Cabinetti here. We are going to take a little break from this great music we've been playing to welcome a very special guest to our show. This very busy young lady has paused just long enough to pay us a special visit. She's a singer-songwriter doing Tennessee Proud with her incredible lyrics and vocals. She has toured with noted artists like B.B. King, Eddie Money, Kenny Loggins, Riders in the Sky. Well, the list is just too long. Please help me welcome this very lovely and talented Raquel Aurelia to our show. Raquel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're so honored to have you here. My goodness, you're <laughs> looking over your music resume. We always do this when we bring artists on the show. Most of the time we know everything about you anyway, but we still kind of do our homework. But looking at your resume, it's nearly a book all by itself. It's like a little mini novella. We're so, so honored to have you on the show. So, oh my goodness, you've been busy. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been a, a fun, how many, how should I say, fun several years <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to put things together and make things happen. And um, I do a lot of stuff. I've never really had a manager, so I kind of just have been winging it, as they say, um, as I go. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to open up for a lot of really amazing people. And that's been, that's worked into some great Great opportunities for me. I've been so grateful. Sure. It's all about networking and mm -hmm. that exposure to their artistry, you know, and their yeah. routines. We learn from everybody around us, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll explore that a little bit later. I, I, want, I wanted to kind of give the listeners a preference. So you write and record in Nashville. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I, well, I, the, I should say the second album I didn't, I recorded here in Arizona, but then my third and then all the songs after my third album, I have been going back and forth mostly to Nashville. Um, I'll do once in a while a studio here, but for the most part, I try to get to Nashville, try to collaborate with other artists, do singer songwriter rounds, perform, and then, uh, yeah, go up there as much as I can. Cause that's where the music's really, the music scene is the best over there in my yeah. opinion. Well, I agree 100%. And given <laughs> that, that our station is split between Houston and Nashville, you wouldn't expect me to argue with you, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you seem you're spread pretty thin between Phoenix, Los Angeles, and Nashville. So where's home? Home is in Phoenix, Arizona. I've lived here off and on for years. I mean, I've moved around a little bit in between that time, but, but I've always had a home here. I got my master's at ASU and uh, I've never really left. So yeah, it's it's this is home for me. That is so cool. So how much time do you spend in Nashville? Well, I try to get up there depending on um, like once a month, once is, it depends on what's going on. So obviously during the pandemic, I haven't been there since March, but before that, I, you know, I try to go, it depends if there's a show or if there's opportunities or if I want to get up and write, I try to do like, when I do go, I try to go about a week at a time and just really try to get in and, and uh, perform, write, record, whatever it is I want to do. I try to put it all in a little, little window that I can get done and then come back here and then go back up and set things up as I go. Okay. That's cool. You know, you mentioned something just a second ago and a number of our listeners who are listening right now, some of them are listening for entertainment value. That's great. That's why we're here. But there are also some aspiring young artists out there who are listening and trying to learn about the music industry because they're interested in chasing their own dreams. And you, you mentioned something that, if you don't mind, if we could just kind of tap on the brakes here and backpedal sure. a little bit and, and talk about that. But you mentioned singer-songwriter rounds. Yes. Um, so what a singer-songwriter round is, for those of you who know, it's 
basically, um, it's almost reminds me of, I don't know if anyone remembers VH1 behind the music. It's, it's basically artists that get together on a stage. We share around, they call it where say it's three of us. And each time we get up before each one of us sings, we talk about what the song is, why we wrote it. And then we perform and you kind of share the stage. It's like having a mini concert with like three or four people at a time. And I think it's a really creative way to not only network and market and meet other people, but you know, it's a fun little fun concert because you hear a variety of music from different, different artists that are, you know, one are that are doing the same thing you are. So I love doing those rounds when I go to uh, Nashville and they do them all the time. It really is a real, it's, it's a creative process and you learn a lot from it and you learn a lot from each other. So yeah, it's really cool. So thank you so much for sharing that. That is so cool. Okay. So you went on a, I'm going to just kind of touch on a few things here. We could like write book chapters for your life here. <laughs> so, so apparently you toured 25 cities with John Wayne. Yes. Um, I did that and we did like an East coast, West coast tour, which was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just weird how that happened. Um, there was a guy that I did hire to help me, you know, just find some promotions and he was working with me on song placements and then he ended up booking bands. So we sent in the music for my music to John Waits people. And, um, I went into my first show with him, they accepted it and they, you know, I went to BB Kings, which is ironic, but <laughs> I went to BB Kings in New York, his, his rest, his bar. And that's the first place that I opened up for John Waite. And um, those three shows that I had scheduled with him turned into 25 shows. So that that was a really cool thing. We just we clicked, and he's a he's a great guy. Him and his band they're also amazing. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, and I was just thinking, you know, if you're going to do 25 cities, that's an awful long time to be on the road with someone. You're bound to get really close to the entire band and. Mm -hmm. And start collaborating and sharing ideas, and you know, bouncing ideas off the off of off each other. I'll get in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's kind of like your own your own intimate version of 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 the round that we were discussing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you have a new release that has just dropped, a collaboration yes. with Cam Carter. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um. So the one thing about the pandemic, I'm not one thing, but there's several things that if you want to find the silver lining. Uh, I've actually, it's make, made people slow down and really just delve into their craft, whatever that is. And some people, you know, have been extremely productive. Some people have been not so motivated. It just depends on, you know, it's been a long, it's been a long almost year, right, for all of us. But on the internet, you know, you can meet so many different people. And so an artist named Cam Carter, he's a, he's a rapper. He sent, he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to collaborate sometime. So we eventually jumped on the phone and you know, talked about some different songs. And then we both came up with the idea of, of reaching out for you, which is really uh, with COVID and the masks and, and just never in a million years would we have thought we'd be in this situation. And um, so I wrote the hook on it. Um, and then he did the rap rapping through the verses. So that was a really fun collaboration. And uh, yeah, we, it came out in um, at the end of December, like around December 21st was our release date. And it's doing well. I mean, we've got about 50,000 streams so far, which is good considering it's been out just a month. So, you know, we're just slowly just getting it out there. And I like the message and I like what he said when he came in with his rap about, you know, just what's going on. It's, it's so I think people can relate to it for sure. It has whenever everything's crazy, it has you reaching out for something familiar, you know? Absolutely. We love it. And you listeners just hang tight because right after this interview, you'll hear the song. So 
stick with us here. You know, at the start of the show, and I know listeners are hanging on that opening just a bit, and it was true transparency. It was a little bit of a teaser, um, but I know they're hanging on that open a bit. You you have opened for some truly iconic names in music, like B.B. King and Eddie Money, Pat Benatar, Kenny Loggins, Riders in the Sky. You know, that's quite an achievement in and of itself. It's a lot of networking, a lot of talking to folks. People don't realize sometimes what has to happen. Sometimes it's just pure luck, but usually not. Usually it's a whole lot of phone calls, a whole lot of talking, kind of who you know. But um, can you talk about that? You know, what you as an artist learn from kind of being on the road, what gems you take with you as your own career develops as, as a result of kind of being on the road with these folks? Well, I think the biggest thing is, um, for me, you know, I, I was, I've never had a manager really. I've had a couple of people as acting managers in the very, very beginning that would like try to come and help me with sound and things like that. Or maybe somebody said, Hey, I'm going to book you for this. But I think like with me, a lot of things, you just never know who's going to be at a show or who might, you know, I know I don't say a low I wasn't saying no to a lot of shows on purpose like certain things that even smaller venues like this festivals because that's where some of these shows came from like when I I did a small uh show for the Phoenix Center of the Arts I think and um it was a it was a small I'm sorry Phoenix Arts Festival it was a very small show it kind of rained the first day and it was just they were having trouble with their sound system it, a long story but because of that show um a friend of mine showed up with a friend that she brought and he um he hadn't heard me sing in years he had he had actually was there when i opened for um pat benatar and so i hadn't seen him in years and my my sets changed and everything and it from that show he actually reached out and said we would like you to open up for the kenny Loggins is coming you know michael mcdonald they're coming together would you like to open for them and i'm just like absolutely so it's so you know you never know what show is going to bring opportunity for the next one and the next one and the next one so sometimes that might feel like oh gosh do i want to do these shows but it's always good to get out there and get exposure and practice anytime you can get up um if it's a small show i consider it like almost like a um, paid rehearsal <laughs> you know that's that's kind of like how i look at it sometimes but you have to just go gosh i'm singing and there's like 20 people and it's raining on us but sometimes that's just kind of like you know well at least i'm getting a, it's like a paid rehearsal or sometimes if it's not a paid gig you say hey it's just we're just getting the work in and and um can yeah you know we we get folks who ask us that question I've been offered a show that's probably only going to be a hundred people there. Should I even bother? Like, yes, yes. because one of those hundred <laughs> people might be someone that can help you, you know, yeah. so definitely. And, yeah. and it can't, it can't hurt. It's more experience being on that stage. Every time you get up there, you're, you're gaining something from it. And it's hard to get used to that though. I think as an artist sometimes, because you, you want that audience energy and you feed off of it, but it's a really good thing if you can learn how to just, stay in the moment with whoever it is you're playing with, if it's your band or whoever, and just, just think of it, like I said, as a paid rehearsal or a paid gig, or, or even if it's not paid or it's just, just, Hey, every time I get up here, I get, you know, I get less nervous and, uh, or it just helps me get more experience. So, yep. I always try to do as much as I can. I mean, of course there's once in a while you'll have to say no, but like try to do as many as you can. You never know. That's, that's very, very sound advice. Thank you. You know, and as as 2021 unfolds, hopefully we will all get back to to experiencing live shows again, not, not just, you know, live with Zoom, but yeah. actual live exactly. shows where you can see your audience's facial expressions, see some of the eye, the eyes and get, you know, that chemistry going again. That's just so important. 
You know, but your accolades don't end there. You've also worked with some of the best producers out there. Um, you've worked with Tony Papa, mm-hmm. you know, who's worked with James Brown and Willie Nelson and John Denver. Gardner Coles worked with Madonna and Jolie Watley. Um, yeah. Billy Smiley. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness. Seriously? So Johnny Cash <laughs> and Vince Gill. What was it like to work with such incredible talent? I mean, these are some of the best producers out there. Thank you. You know, it's funny because um, I met, let's see, the first producer I ever met was Tony Papa. That's how it That's how it all started. He was a friend of a friend that I've known about his name for years, but uh, she kept saying, you know, I want to introduce you sometime. And I didn't want to meet him because I did want to meet him, but I didn't want to meet with him until I, like, I felt like I had something that I could show him as far as music. And um, eventually he just said, let me send you something. And when you come to LA, I'll have you sing it and we'll come in the studio and we'll just kind of mess with it and see how it goes. And that's kind of how that whole thing started. My very first album, I didn't write. I just, we used other people's songs and a few covers and, um, but we had so much fun working together. The first single, he was like, let's do an album. I was like, oh, I would love to. So that's, that's how that started. And then he was so instrumental in helping me in the very beginning. Like he came when I opened for BB King and he was like making sure the sound was right. So he was kind of my acting manager. <laughs> I want I always joke around, but he was kind of like, he came on to the show here and, and helped me and made sure that I was comfortable and that the sound guys were on, on the ball. And of course they were, if it's BB King, but like, you know, just to have somebody in your corner like that. Um, so he was great. And then of course, Gardner Cole, he's actually a neighbor. He lives close by. I met him when I was looking for a band locally and we met at his studio and he said, do you want to write? And I said, uh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I've never tried. So <laughs> it was just that funny how it just started. But he really did start me in the writing because he just said, well, go home and just, you know, just start writing some ideas down and and, and see what you can draw from. And I, it really did. If he hadn't said that, I mean, I don't know if I would have, but I, I literally went home that night and I started looking at different people's styles of writing and there's so many different styles. And that's how the first two songs came to be as I went back in the studio and said, let's try, this is what I've got. And then we started writing together and we also wrote with a guy named Billy Trudell who did background singing for me. And he also sang background for Elton John for eight years um, he, and so he and I, he toured with me a lot. So he became one of my best friends and we've written a ton of songs, but that's how that came about. about. And then I had met Billy Smiley through, um, I think through like a festival here in town through a friend of a friend he, we met and he asked if I ever wanted to write. And, uh, I said, sure. And that's kind of how he and I started writing. Uh, we wrote some songs together and he produced some stuff too. So yeah, that third album that I did was mainly Billy, um, producing everything. That is so cool. You have got such a backstory, and all of these things are part of a recipe that I think is going to continue to unfold as your career advances. I'm just so excited to see where that goes. You know, there's there's a, a funny story. It's it's well, it's funny now. It wasn't funny at the moment. Um, you know, BB King used to actually show up at his restaurants and play sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I did not know BB King, okay, but I decided because I've got the exact version of Lucille, his mm-hmm. guitar, and I wanted him to sign it for me. So I had this guitar, and he spotted it. He's, and, and he was, it was at a break. Said, what you got, young man? I said, well, <laughs> sir, I'd like you to autograph his guitar. Said, Get up here and show me what you got. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. So now I have to get up on that stage and play with B.B. King. And I am not B.B. King, okay? <laughs> <But> <laughs> it was an interesting and uh, rewarding experience that I That's wouldn't, awesome. you know, I wouldn't take anything for it. He did <laughs> sign the guitar for me, but not until after I played with him. So oh, I love that. <laughs> that is, you know, he's a real, he was a really kind man, extremely talented. And yeah, I, one, one of the things I loved about B.B. King is sometimes, in fact, a lot of times his music, it never sounded the same twice because he didn't often play it exactly the same, at least not to people who don't hear it every single day. Now, now that's an interesting question. Uh, how many times did you open for him? I only opened for B.B. King once. So okay. uh, he did, he played here at this what used to be called the Dodge Theater. And um, yeah, it was a sold out crowd. It was awesome. And he just happened to be going through on his big, oh, okay. his big birthday tour. So I was lucky enough to open up for him when he was here. Okay. The question I was going to ask was, you know, if you were actually touring with an artist, even yourself, mm -hmm. if someone is listening to a particular tune, night after night after night they'll know how much you change it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he did change it up quite a bit but anyway so dare we ask what are your plans for 2021 are you working on any new releases uh, beyond your new drop with cam carter reaching out for you anything beyond that that maybe we can kind of brace ourselves for yeah well right now because since i haven't been able to collaborate too much beyond that um I'm just gonna re. I'm releasing some um, some singles. We were gonna do it as an EP, uh, EP but we decided not to because um, I was gonna just do some covers. So I do a lot of covers just for fun, like just to you know throw on my YouTube page. Just but, you know, obviously songs I haven't written, but I that I've loved. Like so, we just did. Um, we've done like, um, gosh, John Mayer's New Light. Uh, I did a John Waite song called Bluebird Cafe, which is one of my favorites that I used to listen to him sing over and over. Like you mentioned, how about yeah, you see the same songs, but I fell in love with the song. Um, so what we're going to do is release these covers as individuals, most likely as just release them as singles instead of an EP, because most people aren't buying EPs anymore. They're just doing individual downloads. So um, our initial our initial plan was to put two or three of them each on like a small EP and then release three at a time. But we've done so many online already that I thought, you know, let's just have some of these available for download because with dreams, I redid dreams, Fleetwood Mac, uh, the song dreams. And it's just done really well on, um, Spotify. It's got over a hundred thousand streams, which people just, they love the song and it's familiar and it's Stevie Nicks, you know, singing it obviously on the first, on her version is that's her. But when we redid it, we kept it very true to the original. So I think people have responded well to it. And, um, I love covers for that reason, because whenever I hear a cool cover of somebody's song, it's, I, I'm always, you know, you're drawn to it. So we're going to sure. do that. Yeah, we're doing that next. But meanwhile, I'm, I'm still, um, looking and collaborating with other people, trying to keep writing so I can get some more songs released here in the next six months. We'll keep an eye on our station and on our social media and all the artists that are, are coming through the system and reach out to, to some of them and, and talk to them. But yeah, that would be really cool. Thank you. Well, so thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us here at Hard Money Radio. We really appreciate having you here. Uh, we'll have to have you back. A little bit Thanks. later on in the year and kind of see how things are going with your new releases. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the best with this this new release. We know it's going to do well. Thank you. So it sounds great. I appreciate that. I can't wait to, to come back. That would be great. Thank you for all you do for all of us artists. 
All right. Thank you so much. All right, folks, thank we're going to get back to the music here at Heart of Indie Radio. Oh, just one more thing. How can they find you? Shame on me. How can they find you on social media? And so you can go to uh, Raquel Aurelia, uh, com. That's my, you know, my main page, but you can reach me out on Instagram, Spotify, um, Pandora, uh, where else? Facebook, LinkedIn. <laughs> I think anywhere, any platform now that has social media, I, I'm on. So you can just reach out to me there on, if you Google it, if you Google my name, I'm, I also post on Google as well. So yeah, anywhere there you could find the music and um, yeah, iTunes, Apple music, that whole thing. Awesome. All right. So now we'll get back to the music here at Heart of Indie Radio. <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> folks. <laughs> 